Welcome back to another episode of the Social Introvert Podcast. I'm your host, Sid Davis. This is episode 405. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Davis. The Instagram podcast page is at the Social Introvert Podcast. Twitter is at Social Intro Pod. The Social Introvert Podcast is available exclusively on bynkradio.net forward slash podcast as well as SoundCloud, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Like I said on the previous episode, this episode, me and Cole Jackson are sitting down reviewing Kendrick Lamar's Mr. Morale in the Big Steppers. It's finally here. I know everybody likes to get their review out first, but we like to sit and wait and digest our stuff first. So here's the episode. Hope you guys enjoy and see you guys on the other side. Peace. The social introvert. I really don't know how to start it. You, you go ahead and start off. <laughs> I don't know what to say. This is your podcast. I just uh, I just uh. work here this week. Um, <laughs> it's your pod, man. All right. So someone special, someone that is high in the rap game in the top tier list has finally came back after five years. Yeah, he's been gone. Goes by the name of Kendrick Lamar. Yeah, he's been gone for five. And he is back with a brand new album called Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. And I know it's just cut and dry. This time to give it up, but I really don't know how to start this off. Um, I still got opinions, hot takes, and all that other stuff. Yeah, we <laughs> we both were gonna try to talk about it when it first dropped, and then it was just like, ah, we gotta sit with this. Um, yeah, yeah, I re- yeah, because I was we like, gonna, okay, cool, whatever. And we've had it's been out for what a month now. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, been about a good month. Is it was just a heavy album on the first list, and I'm like, whoa. And okay. whenever you said, yeah. I was like, yeah, we, we got to wait. We have to wait to talk about it. So let me just say this. Let me start off with just saying um, mm-hmm. something that I heard that really upset me. And I, I'm not trying to go against anybody who has things going on in their life. Uh, somebody said on a podcast that I don't listen. To, I'm not listening to this because I'm a black man and I live black trauma. I don't want to listen to black trauma. Um you know, I love he. You know, he said I love Kendrick Lamar, but I didn't. I don't. I don't go to Kendrick Lamar to hear black trauma. And it um it pissed me off, but I understand his point of view. Um, listening to this album, um, I was a little upset because I was just like, well, you know, like. You know, I you know he's like I live this every day, so why do I need to listen to it from Kendrick? And I was just like, I I don't think Kendrick has point, ever though. been. I don't think Kendrick's never not talked about black trauma. He just wrapped it in a different way he's in different projects. And so, yeah. a lot of people when they listen to this album, I'm pretty sure it brings up a lot of feelings that they don't like. And I I feel like Kendrick had to put out what was on his heart. And I respect that. I first of all, let me just say I love the album. I love the concept. I love everything he's done with this. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, I'm not just saying that because I'm a stand or or because I've I, I remember listening to Black Hippies. Like Kendrick's dope, man, and he's way ahead of the his time when it comes to music. And I respect that. Um, I also understand that I have to respect other people' triggers. 
if that makes sense. I feel like it. This album mm-hmm. can easily trigger a lot of people with some of the stuff that he's talking about. <laughs> I knew what I wanted to say before we started the pod, and now it's it's, it's a little deep. The the there is most definitely a big stepper side and a Mr. Morale side, which I think Volume Two or Side Two is the Mr. Morale part of it. Which, to be honest, if I'm being honest with you, that's probably my favorite side because of Crown. Because of Savior and and because of Mr. Morale and the Auntie Diary songs, um, mm-hmm. I love those songs and I think those songs are fire as hell. And I I I I just love the Crown song because he's he's basically telling y'all niggas like I can't please you no matter what I do I can't please you y'all give me the Crown and this is what what I'm taking from it. It could be somebody else could take something else different, but kids just like it don't matter what I do I ain't gonna be able to please y'all. Right, a genius. Um, like he was telling you throughout the album, I'm a little pissed. Because, I am not your savior. Right, I'm a little pissed. I'm not not gonna say pissed. I'm a little frustrated with some of the takes that I've heard from big time podcasts saying that this was a fuck you album, and this is just this is just a made to get out of the TDE contract, and he just threw something mm-hmm. together. No. Um, I think a lot of people no. are I think the different point of views that people have, have put out about this album um, are, are personal opinions and I, I'm trying to be more willing to listen to different sides but if you if you sit up here and tell me that this album's not good like I, I can't really hear that uh, from you. People are just looking for something to dance to and it's just like not every person is going to do that Like this is in a sense, I could see why they said this was like a fuck you album. In a, in a sense, it is. It's like, because Kendrick is listing off of different traumas. In a sense, he's still saying, hey, I'm just like you. Stop putting me on a pedestal. I still have faults and I have flaws and this, that, and the third. Well, so basically, people are saying this is a fuck you to the label. Let me just clarify that. He's basically... No, 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 no. Yeah, oh, certain no. podcasters, you're, you're, podcasters you're, are saying, hey... I'm just putting this out because I need to do my last project and get off the label so I can do PG Lane, and I don't, I don't really, I don't really feel that way. No, no, no one's gonna sit there and put that much work into an album, meaning to say, "Fuck you!" When it, it's time to get off of the label. I've heard albums that artists have done to get off the label, and it just complete garbage. Yeah, lasers by just like uh, Lupe Fiasco. Goodness gracious. Yeah, like that. Or the time, what's 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 my man's name that was um that he had a little spat with Future and he's like Future owes me two albums. Duh, 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 duh. Rocco, yeah, I was it Rocco? So. Yeah, so. and Future back to back two week uh, two week time span gave us the self titled Future and then the Hendrix album, which people I kind of like the Future album, but the Hendrix album is. Dash is not good. I'm sorry. Don't like it. And that was just for, to get out of a deal. And I'm like, okay, I can see why he did it. I don't know what people are talking about when it comes to Kendrick. Yeah. Because I've seen nothing but crazy hot takes, like hot takes that don't make any type of sense. Like someone was saying, oh man, I'm not here to listen to this self righteous black power bullshit. 
this is why Drake is a breath of fresh air. And I'm like, shouldn't that be the other way around? <laughs> but, so let me just say this, though, too, um, Sid. I think that the expectations for this album and what it was going to be were all over the place with different people. And I think, you know what aggravates me? Is that people look mm-hmm. at Good Kid, Mad City as like the definitive Kendrick Lamar album, and I don't agree with that like at all. I don't Hell think no. that's. I think Ooh, that no. as much as I love, I love Good Kid, Mad City. The definitive album is to Pimp a Butterfly, because this nigga literally mm-hmm. came out with some shit that was way different at the time. He flipped a he he. He flipped a lot of shit on its ear when he came out with that. And he was talking about major shit. He was talking about some real situations in that album. And people people always want us to go back to to Good Kid, Mad City. And I think that Mm -hmm. one of the things that I love about people who really um, enjoy music and art is they never come the same on any album. I can honestly say that Kendrick has not came the same on any album. And everything is put in. He put so much thought into his work because if you look at Good Kid, man, hell, even going back to Section Eighty, if you look at all of his his projects, they haven't. Damn, we were. This nigga was smart enough to say, "Y'all listening to damn wrong." It's it's in. You're supposed to listen to the album in in reverse. This is how it's supposed to be listened to. Yeah, I I didn't catch on to it. I never, I didn't catch on to it until it came out, and loyalty was just going off. And Rihanna, of course, it's so hard to be humble. I said, like, "Wait a minute, shouldn't the track list?" <laughs> yeah, when he when he finally like, hmm. the deluxe when he did like the deluxe edition yeah. or something like that, and he was like, "I'll put it in real order for you," and it was basically the whole album in reverse. Yeah, I, I, but I, I just ignored it. I'm like, oh, whatever, okay. And then he releases that, and I'm like, okay, cool. But no, um, man, this this album, I, I bro, I don't even know what to fucking say. I knew he was gonna come in and give us something content worthy, but not on this level. Like it's it's me, a lot of heavy shit on here. Okay, one thing that we usually talk about when artists do this: did he do the double album correctly? Like, did he pull it off? Do you feel like he pulled it off? Yes. Yes. Yeah. The last artist to do it properly was Crit. Yeah. I agree. He was in Birmingham two days ago, too. I ain't even good to go see him. Um, what side do you like more? Big Steppers or Mr. Morale? Probably the Mr. Morale side. I wish N95 was on Mr. Morale's side. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> this shit hard. Oh, my God. <laughs> Um, oh my god that, listen oh go ahead go ahead no i just the different commentaries that we get as far as like the numbers and like his numbers went down so bad after the first week and then like he's he's he went to ghana right after the album dropped and but he's gonna do a tour and the tour is gonna be amazing i actually want to go see him uh i want i want to go see him i just feel like kendrick put out what he he literally said it in one song. He was just like, yo, I was going through writer's block. And God was just like, just, I'm going to speak through you. And this is what you got. In two years. Two years. What the? Jesus. I'm just, 
Yeah, when anybody I, I when when somebody just says, "Yo, but, God is just speaking through me," and this is this is the album for, I don't know, man. I I, I really I don't appreciate. Why do we love people, and then when we get something that's coming from their heart or from what they feel like is what's right for them, we 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 start dogging them out. Probably because of how we first discovered them. That's all I can chalk it up to. Because I feel like it still goes back to when somebody discovers an artist, they want to keep the artist to them. And then when the artist gets outside of that, then it's like they automatically suck or they washed or they fell off or something like that. I think that's what that is. But I don't I don't get that with him because every time he drops something, it changes. Mm not necessarily change like the content to me is still the same but he's doing it in a different way like sonically he's taking a risk and that's what i like about kendrick and he's rapping at a top tier level so i'm trying to figure out where he fell off at and this album sounds Mm -hmm. the cleanest with all the disdain i've never heard a kendrick album sound so clean and neat (laughs) i would say the closest one might be to Pimple Butterfly, but to Pimple Butterfly, I think on purpose, it's a little chaotic with the sounds because it is not, not to say it's all over the place. I think it's just meant to be all over the place because he's battling with himself mm-hmm. throughout to Pimple Butterfly. Yeah. Yeah. But this one right here, Miss Morale and the Big Steppers is probably his cleanest one. And then the, look, man, like I said, album covers, fire. <laughs> yeah, you can't get no better than than this, and it's so it's so basic, and it's it's so so I ain't gonna say basic, but it's so artsy, like it's artwork. Like this album is art, like it really is art, man. Like this dude, I told somebody not too long ago. I said I feel like this is probably one of his therapy sessions, or these are several therapy sessions that he had, and he just was like, I'll just put yeah. it on. On the album, it, it's it sounds like a therapy session. It does. Where do you rank? I hear nobody else doing it like that. I think the closest one. Oh no! As finish your thought, albums, man. I'm sorry. It's probably a lag. Finish your thought. I'm sorry. The closest one when it comes to a therapy session might be Saba's "Care for Me." Because mm. he he literally said "Care for Me" is a therapy is a therapy session. But yeah, but as far as ranking, you mean in what? His, like yeah, if you took his albums, yeah. Because you—that's the thing too. I can only compare. Okay. I can only compare Kendrick to Kendrick. Like I can't really compare Kendrick to a lot. Yeah. Like I can't put Kendrick up against Drake's shit. Like it—it it don't. It ain't. You same. can. That's impossible. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Good Kid Mad City is still last. So it's Good Kid Mad City. Damn. Um, to Pimp a Butterfly, Mr. Morale, and Section 80 is still like the top for me. Mm. I don't care. Section 80 is still number one. Mm. Yeah. Like to Pimp a Butterfly and Section 80 were like right there with me. But Mr. Morale, based on the content and what he's talking about in this album, mm has jumped up ahead of to pimple butterfly and that's not taking anything away from to pimple butterfly. Cause that's, I still think that's his, that's his best album. 
Yeah, I feel like if you talk about Kendrick, you have to talk about the pimple butterfly. So, for me, I'm going to forever put Section 80 at number one. And I think I just do that because of nostalgia. Yeah. If, I'm, if I'm being honest, I think that's a nostalgia thing more than a content thing. But I would have to go Section 80. To me, I know people going to look at me crazy, but damn, it would be Section 80, damn. Because I think damn was just everything about that album. Um fucked me up and I loved it. So it'd be Section 80, damn. I'd have to put this Mr. Morale album next to Pimple Butterfly and mm-hmm. and Good Kid Mad City. And the only reason why Good Kid Mad City is where it's at is because that was like his mainstream album. Like that was the album that he was just like, all right, let me just put this mainstream shit out. Not to say that's bad. Good Kid Mad City used to like actually be higher than that. It's like when he comes out with new shit, I have to rearrange. And I don't really like putting... Let me just say this. I don't like putting Good Kid Mad City last because if it wasn't for that, he wouldn't have he don't, he don't wouldn't have the impact he has currently. Does that make sense? No, like, yeah, like That was yeah. a kick the door down. Yeah. Um, you know, um, award supposed to be award winning album, even though he got beat by Macklemore. At the at the Grammys, <laughs> but you get what I'm saying. Like we don't get like he don't he don't have the cachet to do what he wants to do without Good Kid, Mad City. And I know I I hate putting that last because the impact of it was so huge. But when you put it up against his other works, it don't it, like you can't it can't hang out with them niggas. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's that's his. You know, mm-hmm. that's the bougie aunt <laughs> of his projects. I just, I'm still in awe of the content on this album because I didn't think he was. So originally, I'll just say this, when the news first broke that he was working on an album and he said who he was working with, I'm thinking it was going to be like a rock influence album. Mm-hmm. Like some of it was going to be in there. Like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, this completely different from what i was expecting but i still i still love it i still like this do you think um oh i'm sorry no you're good go ahead oh um do we get something after this with the p with pg lane yep oh no he's about to act a fucking fool with pg lane i already know he is you think so he's gonna do i feel like what he did on family ties and um what was the range brothers Mm -hmm. What he did on those two tracks is what he's about to do on PG Lang. He's just, he's like, I'm going to prove that I rap better than everybody in your style. That's how I took it, when I, especially when I heard Family Ties. Mm-hmm. And then when he, he did that Top of the Morning shit on Range Brothers, it's like, I feel like he, after this album, he's going to go in that same route on PG Lang, but just do it better. Kind of like how Cole is rapping on these trap beats and just doing it better than everybody. Mm. That's what I think Kendrick is going to do. Interesting. But what is crazy to me, because we never seen anybody do it before, is how he's transitioning out of TDE into something of his own. Like, peacefully. Yeah. Yeah. Something like this, uh, there there would have been, like, fights and scuffles and trash talk across the internet. The way he's able to, like, leave TDE and then do something, like, go into his own venture is just, I'm like, what the fuck? (laughs) I wish I could do that. I don't think it's bad blood between him and uh, him and Punch. You know what I'm saying? Um, not Punch. Uh, Top Dog. I don't, I, no. I don't think it's. 
I think a lot of people are making out to be mm-hmm. more um, smoke than anything, and I don't think it's like that. I, I just um, we don't we often don't get artists who give us music to make us think about stuff, and he <laughs> literally just I don't know, man. He came out with he's just like. It's like he just gave it to us, and he's just like, "Shut the fuck up, sit down, and listen." Right. right. <laughs> and then if we, if we, the heart part five should have really, when I listen to the album, then I go back to the heart part five. I'm like, he really was prepping us for the type of shit that he was gonna talk about. Look, man, the, the bro, the face changing, the the deep fakes on the heart part five, bro. <laughs> Bro, two thumbs up. I could. He was sitting there rapping when. What did he say? Something about um, never saying "told you" in a land where hurt people hurt more people, and then he he does that thing, and his face changes. I'm like, what? And I kept looking. I said, "Is that Will?" I was like, "I don't know what he did. He went back to tweak something and then throw that line in there, or said, hey, we gonna do this.' Like that is just genius all around. And then towards the end, it's just like." That was unexpected too. Yeah, yeah. he oh, made God. he made me feel because when he was talking, when he was being, when he was talking from Nip's perspective, I was like, man, it, it really ain't a lot of niggas that can do that and do it right and do it justice. Like I really was just like, it's not a lot of people that can do that. It's really not. the The best thing about it, the best thing about that too, when he starts going into his perspective, like I don't know if you caught it, but did you did you see his body movements? Yep. His hand, his gestures. <laughs> I said he moving like Nipsey a little bit and then the face changes I I paused the video I said fam I said don't do this to me <laughs> I was like don't make me tear up dog That's like, cause he oh man I just feel like he was preparing us I know a man. lot of the time the hearts are really too prepared for what the albums are gonna be and um, I'm I'm very grateful for this album I think that a lot of the crit and you can call mm-hmm. me a stand. It's not gonna hurt my feelings uh, at all. I think that artists who do things like night like Kendrick does deserves to be stand. I, I think that content like this should be celebrated a lot more than what it is. And if y'all just wanted him to talk about like bitches and yachts, well, that's what Drake is for. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't I don't think Kendrick yeah. has ever been that type of dude. And it's just like, it's like he he literally wants to give us something to feed us, man. Like, he ain't trying to give us no bullshit. I don't feel like it's bullshit. I don't know what a lot of, I mean, I do see what's on Twitter and the Twitter streets and shit like that. But this man is really trying to give us, like, some really good content and, and really good music. And it and no, it ain't nothing you can go dance to. But fuck, is it, is it feeling? You know what I'm saying? So... What is your? F- mm, how do I go about this? Yeah, like what are your top favorites on here? Oh, all like in all? Yeah, like your. No, no, not like not all of them, but like your maybe. Give me your top five on here. Uh, it was no particular order. Uh, the Die Hard record, the N ninety five record, Father Time is amazing. Crown and 
I'd have to do Mr. Morale. And you know what? Okay. I, Tana, I still haven't listened to Tana Leon's album. And that shit dropped before this, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. So my top five were United in Grief, Crown, Auntie Diaries, um, Mr. Morale, and Mirror. Mm. And the sixth man is Mother Mother Sober with Beth mm. Gibbons. And the only reason why I put that as like the sixth man is because of um, Beth Gibbons from Portishead. Because when I saw that, I was like, whoa. I was like, how did they link? I thought that was dope. Um, but yeah, those are my top. Hmm. And I, this is the crazy part to me. Um, the We Cry Together track. <laughs> <laughs> At the beginning, there's a sample of, um, I think it's from Florence and the Machine. I was like, oh, that's interesting. It's like, why Florence and the Machine? And then that same day that this album dropped is the day that Florence and the Machine came back from like a five, four or five year hiatus. Oh, yeah. So I thought that was dope. Hmm. Interesting. It's very interesting. I am not your savior. One more question. What? What is your favorite uh, track from the Heart series? Which one? Oh, damn. Mm. I've been meaning to ask that. Um, What was the, if I, the one where he was possibly talking about Big Shine? Oh, full. <laughs> Part four. That shit was That's my great. favorite one, period. <laughs> I just the funny thing is because I like how it starts off. It just starts off real calm right. and chill, and it just kicks into. I'm like, who's he talking to? And then it just it was rumored to be right. Big Sean. I'm like, look, man, if he's talking about Big Sean, I don't know if he won't none. I said, Big Sean better stay yeah, quiet. Better. Yeah, that was that was my favorite one because Kendrick kind of went off, and I was just like, whoa. <laughs> I was like. What? That was really the re- real reason why, I because you still don't know he could have been really talking to anybody, and it is rumored that he was talking about Big Sean. Yeah. I was like, this nigga's going in. <laughs> like, whoa, because I'm thinking I'm thinking it was gonna be like real calm, kind of like the previous ones the be- the were. Be- they weren't the really chill too, amped up. Yeah, I'm like, all right, cool. I, said, I like this. And it just it turned into something else. I'm like, well, who pissed them right. off? <laughs> right. I was like, who pissed this man off? I was like, hey, look, man. I say, stay on the man's good side. That's all I'm saying. The boogeyman. Leave him alone. <laughs> you can't mess with the boogeyman, dog. I'm sorry. Do you think? Do you think it was over? Do but you think it was overhyped, Mr. Morale? Yeah. No. Listen, see, here's one thing I noticed too. Even leading up to the release of the album, I didn't I didn't really hear anybody kind of like get hyped about it or talk about it like Whoa. that. Or, like, are you ready to You went on Twitter with all this shit? I didn't know. I I promise you. Not like that. Not not like that. I was on Twitter after the release and all of the shit talk that it got. And I'm like, what? Like, okay. Yeah. Everything that happened as far as like these media outlets was just like 
anything that he did on PG Lane from the fucking the beginning with the letter to like the shit that he was dropping with the envelopes, like all of these hip hop media outlets was going bananas with a lot of that shit. And they was just like, oh shit, like it's coming, it's coming. And uh, I don't think it was overhyped, but I know the, the hype was there. Down. I mean, I knew the hype was there. My thing is, I think people were expecting like this shit to dance to. And then it's like, you shouldn't expect that from him. And then plus, I think the pushback is the fact that it's so much like heavy shit, heavy subject matter on here. It'll force you to kind of like, it'll force you mm. to think and look at yourself right. like a little bit. And um, I think a lot of people were pissed about it. <laughs> Because especially, you know, they're going through so much. The last thing they want to do is kind of, like, have self-reflection of themselves. Yeah. Sometimes so, you need that, though. That was my thing with um, my thing with Auntie Diaries. That's, like, my favorite song on here because <clears throat> some, some of the guys that I, I knew, like, one, I, I, one, for instance, had one that transitioned. And then after that, after he found it out, he kind of, like, closed them off, like, he didn't want to be around them like that. And I was just like, no, nah, don't do that or whatever. I'm like, man, I ain't, I ain't sitting there. I ain't trying to include no, no fags in my family. I'm like, Jesus, you brother. I was like, you out of pocket right. for that. Like, that's not cool. That's family right there. I say, you ain't going to understand it, but at least kind of hear them out or not, not hear them out, but understand the decision that they're making is like, it's something that they have to do with. So, when he starts rapping in that perspective, and in the second half, he starts going off on that uh, um, pastor or something like that, I was just like, shoot. <laughs> I was like, wow. Because even me, I have a family member that's like that. So that's why I was like, oh, man, that's, I never thought anybody would take their time to do a right. song like that. I said, that's interesting. Yeah, bold move, man. And I've seen a lot of stupid hot takes with that. I seen a lot of dumb hot takes with that song mm. too. There are people that were upset. It's like he Kendrick didn't use the right terminology. I'm so offended and I'm like bro, <laughs> like, I don't know. That like, people are upset about that song. But that's my between Auntie Diaries and Mr. Morale, those are my top mm. two. Those are like the number one and two rankings Word. for me. Okay. That makes sense. And shout out to Pharrell for that Mr. Morale beat. Jesus Christ. He can do something right. I think Chad. Yeah, stuck in their studio. Yeah. Like, you, you think Chad, Chad helped him with that one? was like, you just need to add these. <laughs> uh, I think Chad snuck in. Chad had an interview not too long ago, too. I forgot who he was doing the interview with, and I never watched it. And I was like, I need to watch this because I need to see what Chad's talking about. Fuck Pharrell. I need to see what Chad has to say. Cause he's he's what counts. Stop letting for real go Cause in that, Cause I was like, okay. Cause I'm like, okay, he doing something for Pusha's album and whatever. I'm like, all right, this is typical for real. And then when I heard the Mr. Morale beat and that 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 Instagram reel popped up with for real, and I heard the beat and I was like, that sounded a little different from what he did for Pusha T. I'm like, I think Chad snuck in the studio helping out. Chad put a little seasoning on. He had to. He was like, I gotta do it all myself. Shout out to Chad Hugo. Um, but yeah, man. Um, what is your? I don't know if what what do you rate this album from I, I, one to ten? I, would, I don't know if you want to do that or not. Disrespect this album by rating it. 
I think that's just a disrespectful. Yeah. Not to go against people who review albums, and I get that. Um, I just feel like I can't this particular album. I, I just can't do it. You know what I'm saying? Like it's too it's too deep. It's a lot. It's a lot more than just music. You know what I'm saying? Um, I just I can't rate it. Mm-hmm. I just can't. Yeah, I I put out a tweet saying how the album is excellent, but you know people have their opinions. Just that in the third, and I said eight point five out of ten. But after I tweeted it, after, well, after a while, I was just like, should I, should I have given it an eight of eight point five out of ten? I don't think I should have. Like, like I didn't feel bad, but at the same time, I'm like, was it even worth the rating? Right. Like, especially with something like this. Like, I don't know, because that, bro, it's like I said, some heavy shit in his album. I don't think it's anything where you're like critiquing a typical. Drake album or a typical um, DJ Khaled compilation or right. something like that. This is not one of those. No, I agree, man. I, I just like, yeah, I, man, I, this I album is fucking yeah, great. I can't do it. So uh, that was Mr. Morale in the Big Steppers. Davis and Cole Jackson's uh, review thoughts, our, our, our disdain for idiots on Twitter and their dumb hot takes. Everybody. You can't please everybody. Can't wait for the next one. Hopefully it doesn't take another five years. I'm waiting, I'm waiting on Baby Keen. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that tour is going to be fun. I do want to see him to that tour. I want go to go to go to that tour, that concert. I don't know. I think I don't think it'll be another five years, but it's going to be at least another two years before he mm-hmm. pops again. Yeah. I don't know. He got to push that PG lane heavy. So we'll see. That's all I'm Anything else on your mind? No, nah, man. You 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 got everything. You got everything uh I, I I had in my head. So I'm I'm good. Until we do the end of the year. And then that's gonna be so right. serious. Let them know where they can follow you. Uh, if you guys want to check me out, I'm always on Twitter letting some some little shitty ass or hot takes what did you you make the decision. I'm just I'm all I'm just talking a little shit and uh the the Twitter is at Cole Jackson one two. And if you want to hear some of the music that I like, um, tune in to Thursday Night Lights on Thursdays, B1KRadio.net. Just press play. And um, I'm usually from 7 to 8.30, which could change to 7 to 9. We'll see. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, check out. Um, I'm always giving out some music news. I'm trying to tell you guys what drops at midnight. And uh, that's it. Word. And all of his social media handles will be in the description of this episode. You guys know where to follow me on Instagram and Twitter, as usual, at I Sid Davis. Send your thoughts. You got any questions? You need any advice? Could be about anything. Don't hesitate. Talk shit. Send those emails to the social invert podcast at gmail.com. Hey, before you before you and say till next week, shout out to Larry June for go. motivating me. I just want to give Larry June some props. That's all. Hey, 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 h